7.43 now. All this week, we have been bringing you the CKNW Tax Planning Series presented by MNP. And this morning, we're going to look at the, the tax implications of debt. And I would think that it's uh, an issue that m- most people, and not all people, but most people would be interested in just because of the prices we're paying for homes and the amount of personal debt that uh, uh, Canadians are carrying. So in that regard, uh, we're joined by Grant Bazian. He is uh, uh, with MNP, and you are a trustee. Uh, so what does that mean exactly? What is a trustee, and how do you assist businesses and individuals with their debt? Sure. Well, a trustee is uh, actually we're government officers. We're, uh, our license is granted by the federal government. Um, so we're sort of independent from both the creditor side as well as the uh, the debtor side. Um, we want to make sure that the debtor's rights are protected. We want to make sure that the creditors get as much money in their pocket as, as is possible. So essentially we have a fiduciary duty to all parties and we want to make sure it's a transparent process. Our role really is to uphold the legislation and act for the courts uh, to make sure that people can go through some sort of debt restructuring mm-hmm. in a fair uh, and a reasonable manner. And um, I was noticing there's only about 900 or so trustees across the country. Yes, we're uh, we're a pretty pretty rare breed. Um, there's probably about you know 10,000 lawyers in Alberta, as an example. There's probably about 15,000 in BC, but there's only about 900 trustees across the country. And I would say about 40 percent of those practice nothing but corporate insolvency. Right. 40 practice nothing but consumer. The other 20 do a little bit of both. So there's not too many of us around. Um, but uh, we're here to help when we need to, when people need us. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the kinds of debt that a company can uh, incur, and how how do you go about restructuring that? Because we hear it all the time, right? Sure, of course. Um, well, when a company has financial problems, they typically have outstanding GST, outstanding uh, PST, outstanding corporate tax, as well as outstanding source deductions, which would be your payroll remittances. And depending upon the situation of the uh, the company and 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 where they want to head, uh, they could actually restructure through a it's called a Division One proposal, or they can restructure through a CCAA. A lot of people have heard the CCAA. Uh, it's what the big companies in this country seem to go through, like the the Stelcos and the U.S. Steels and the mm-hmm. and the Air Canadas. And what essentially you do is you prepare a proposal. We work with the debtor company to prepare a proposal to offer a certain amount of money back to those creditors, including the tax debt. Um, the only sort of unique thing about restructuring tax debt is that if there's any um, deemed trusts in the forms of source deductions, uh, those amounts have to be paid uh, in full within six months of any filing. So the tax man always gets paid? Well, a certain portion of it, yes. <laughs> they, they lost that battle a number of years ago in the early 90s, and uh, it all went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada. Mm-hmm. And what the legislators did in Parliament, they, re, they changed the legislation and made it retroactive so they can keep that priority. So for unremitted source deductions, they are number one. But for the GST, uh, the PST, uh, the other corporate tax, that can be restructured just like any other unsecured debt, like a trade payable, a credit card, that type of thing. Okay. Uh, if a company goes through a, a CCAA or a proposal, so what are the consequences of that? And, and explain a little bit about what each one is. Sure, you bet. So um, there are two forms of uh, restructuring uh, governed by different legislation in this country. Uh, a Division one proposals for companies that have typically smaller amounts of debt, um, they're a little bit less expensive, but very highly regimented. The legislation really sets out what, what a company needs to do. Uh, and a CCAA is really geared for the larger companies. You have to have at least $5 million worth of debt to do a CCAA, but they both accomplish essentially the same thing, and that is to restructure. So when a company is having financial difficulties, really their cash flow is, uh, is hurt, and they can't live up to their financial obligations as they become due. 
So they come to see us, and we essentially file one of these particular Division Ones or CCAAs for them. It, it stops all the debt uh, from accruing interest, and then it buys the company some time. It essentially opens up a window of time for them to think about their situation, develop a, a cash flow going forward, and from that cash flow, determine how much they can pay their creditors. It might be zero cents in the dollar. Mm-hmm. It might be 100 cents in the dollar. Or typically, it's somewhere in between. Um, meanwhile, they have to continue on in their ordinary course of operations and pay the debt as it becomes due after any filing. But with, with the, the window of opportunity given them to uh, give them uh, some time to develop a proposal, um, that proposal is eventually presented to the creditors, and the creditors essentially vote on it. And you don't need unanimous uh, 100% of the creditors. You only mm-hmm. need a certain percentage of them to accept it. But once it's accepted, uh, then we essentially take that proposal to court, advise the court that uh, the required amount of creditors have accepted it. The court will sort of rubber stamp it with a court order, and then the company just fulfills its obligations, whatever they may be. Um, once they fulfill the terms of that proposal, mm-hmm. then they leave the proposal or the CCAA, and uh, they're free to operate uh, you know, with that debt compromised and gone and gives them a, a new life and a restructuring. Okay, let's move along and talk about uh, consumer and consumer's uh, debt because you also assist uh, individuals with their tax debt. How, do you, how does that compare to what you just talked about on the corporate sure. side? Sure, well, most individuals won't have the, the GST and the PST and the, and the source deductions unless they're operating a sole proprietorship, but they typically have standard income tax debt. And it's much the same. Um, they could uh, file a proposal under the Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act. Um, and worst case scenarios, they can do a bankruptcy. In certain situations, people are, have uh, no choice but to file bankruptcy. They just don't have the cash flow or the wherewithal to live up to a proposal because a proposal would have to give their creditors more money than they would get in a bankruptcy. But so with regards to uh, the crown debts in the form of income tax, mm-hmm. it can be extinguished. Um, it's important to note that if you have a lot of income tax debt, sometimes uh, high income earners, professionals, um, don't make their uh, income tax payments. And if you have over $200,000 worth of income tax debt, you're, you're, you're what's called a tax-driven bankruptcy. And it makes it a little bit more complicated, a little bit more difficult to get out of bankruptcy insofar that you have to make a, uh, we have to make a court application. So the court has to hear your, your case, and they make a decision based upon the, the situation at hand. Um, you may get uh, a situation where you get a conditional order to pay a certain amount of your debt back. I've seen situations where debtors have had to pay up to 70, 80, 90% of their debt, depending on the situation. But mm-hmm. uh, there is a me- mechanism for people to get out of that debt situation with CRA, uh, and uh, it's usually a bankruptcy or a, a proposal. So what kind of t- uh, tax debt can consumers uh, get into, and, and how do you deal with that? How is that restructured? Well, the, the tax debt is, like I said, primarily just income tax debt for right. individuals. Right. Um, just like you or I, when you're filing your income tax return and, and there's tax owing and you don't pay it, and that builds up. Penalties and interest are, uh, uh, can accumulate quite heavily when you don't pay your income tax principal. Uh, so when you actually need to restructure through a trustee uh, by doing a bankruptcy or proposal, all of that debt is um, compromised, the interest, the penalties, and, and the principal. And typically, CRA won't even uh, compromise any of your principal unless you come talk to a trustee. Mm-hmm. Um, they may, through some fairness, uh, reduce the interest and penalties, but typically they won't dig into the actual principal amount. You have to see a trustee in bankruptcy for them to have those those discussions to compromise those amounts or to reduce those amounts. But those those types of debts are forgiven uh, through a bankruptcy if, as long as uh, the debtor goes um, through the bankruptcy and complies with all the duties he's supposed to comply with. And how do you get paid? How do we get paid? Everyone asks that question. Um, if someone's <laughs> going bankrupt, how does someone? How does a trustee get paid? Well, you have to look at most people. They they are paying some of their debt. It's not like 
they're paying any uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. So if they are paying you know five hundred dollars a month to 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 pay the their debt down, but they're supposed to be paying seven hundred and fifty, then also they come to see us because they can't afford to keep up their debt payments. Well, rather than paying that five hundred dollars to the creditors, they usually pay a reduced amount to us. And uh, we uh, we get our money all of all. We, when we look at a bankruptcy situation, money comes into a trust account. It, it's based upon their income. It's based upon what assets they have, and all that money goes into a trust account. And then we get a percentage of that trust account uh, pursuant to legislation. I see. So every trustee in the country is, is bound by that same legislation, and it's what we call a tariff. It's a percentage of the money going going to the trust account, and that's how the trustee gets paid. So it's a pretty fair and open, transparent process, and every trustee across the country gets paid the same way. Great information. I appreciate you coming in this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Grant Bazian, he is uh, with MNP, and he is uh, a trustee, one of about 900 across the country. The website for MNP is? Uh, MNP.ca. Thanks for coming in. Very good.